baseball classic has come to a close. And boy, was it entertaining. We got to see baseball before we got to see even you get, you get to see a whole 162 game stretch for baseball the, in the regular season. I think we had a great preview. But, anyways, welcome to another episode of Touch Em All. I am your host, Hayden McDaniel. Alongside me is the only friend I have that's taller than me. So I am forced to look up to him, Mr. Josh Thompson. Jose Del Rio is out tonight due to some family, going to visit some family. And so we are just, Josh, man, the World Baseball Classic brought some highs and some lows. Just like, honestly, it felt like a preseason's version of the postseason, if you if you want to think about it that way. Because there was a lot of excitement and there was a lot of, there, there was a lot of downfall in the World Baseball Classic too. We had there was a lot of bit, a lot of controversy. Um, but anyways, man, it was it was good to see baseball before we got to see baseball. You know, it was it was exciting to see. Um, I want to go ahead and get the main topic out of the way, or one of the main topics out of the way, is the Edwin Diaz situation, and it caused a lot of controversy throughout different fan bases saying that the world baseball classic is just a waste of, you know, waste of time or a waste of, you know, it's going to cause players to get hurt before the season starts. Are you, are you, if after this world, but after this world baseball classic, which seemed to have more hype around it than any world baseball classic, are you a fan? Could you, would you, could you get used to seeing it every three years or is it something you could care less about? Or is it just because it's baseball, you're going to watch it. So, I mean, my short answer, it's baseball. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But in my serious answer, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. I, and the thing about the injury to Edwin Diaz, you can get injured in spring training. You can get injured in the weight room. You can get injured in the regular season. So, the injury, injuries just happen. There's something you can't avoid. And, unfortunately, sometimes it's going to take an impact on a team that we pull for. In this case, it's not a team that we pull for. It's a team that we absolutely despise, but a player that I absolutely enjoy watching. As a Braves fan, as much as it makes me sick anytime he comes out on the mound against us because you know your chances of winning that game are slim to none, Edwin Diaz is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he's a great he's a great pitcher, and I, I just I really enjoyed seeing a lot of the best baseball players out there playing for something bigger than themselves, which, I mean, you say that you see that in the world series and you see that when they're playing for their team. But in this aspect, you felt like you had the weight of your whole entire country on your shoulders. And it seemed like a lot of these players thrived in it. I mean, you got to see Mike Trout. You got to see a sneak peek of what it would be like to watch Mike Trout in the postseason. Cause we've never gotten to see, believe it or not, we've never gotten to see Mike Trout play in the postseason. So we got, to see a, we got to see a sneak peek of that. We got to see a sneak peek of Otani of what it would be like in the postseason. I mean, and both of those guys delivered in big game situations. So to me, it was it was a lot of fun. I hated that, you know, the outcome ended up being what it was because the U.S. fell just short. But, man, I just – it's one of those moments you look – in the championship game as a baseball fan – I'm not gonna lie. I sat there on Saturday or on not Saturday night, Tuesday night, and watching the the Trout Otani battle, and I sat there and I was just. Uh, it's one of those moments I had to sit there and take it in, because you're watching the two best players in all of baseball go head to head, 
you're watching modern-day Babe Ruth go up against the modern-day – I mean, I guess you could say the not the modern-day Hank Aaron, but basically the best modern-day baseball player. Best pitcher go up against the best hitter in all of baseball. And in this case, the best pitcher won. And, I mean, unfortunately for us as Americans, we had to suffer a loss. But, man, at, at the end of that game, you just – you sit there, I sat there at least, and just it, I appreciated how much we got. That like just uh, it it allowed me to appreciate the game even more because I mean those moments are what we crave in baseball. We crave those big game moments, and I don't know, man. I I I haven't watched the World Baseball Classic much in the past, but. It was it was a lot of fun every night turning on baseball before the regular season and getting to see, you know, these these teams play it out, especially seeing the best players in America. Having Nolan Arenado play third, Tim Anderson at short. I forget who played second. Uh so Trey Turner played short and Tim yeah. Anderson. Trey Turner played short. I'm sorry, Tim Anderson played second. And then oh, you had Gold Goldie at first. And then you had um, Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts. And then the the weakness of the U.S. was their pitching. The weak, Their downfall was their pitching. You had Wainwright, Lance Lynn, who are good but not great pitchers. They're not guys you would rely on every single night. But overall, man, just – and then you look at other teams. You look at that stacked Dominican lineup that got eliminated early on because – you know, you ran into Puerto Rico, who just got hot. Who like Puerto Rico was hot in that first round. You had Rosario. You had all of those guys just got hot. Venezuela, they were hot. I mean, and it just kind of led to the Dominicans. It's one of those situations where you kind of wonder was it, where the, the Dominicans just have too many good players, and it just you know sometimes too many good players can come back to haunt haunt you. I feel like when you have a stacked lineup. Okay. Um, okay. But anyways, man, I, I don't know. It just the I've always appreciated baseball, but the World Baseball Classic caused me to appreciate it even more. Oh, um, I know there were injuries that, you know, Freddie Freeman had a hamstring tightness for Team Canada. And Fred that's something you never see. You hardly ever see Freddie Freeman injured, which is uh, which is, you know, it's something we hardly ever have to say. Um so I mean he, these injuries, they're they're going to come and go. I, I hate that for Edwin Diaz that it ended his season before it even got started. But at the same time, you kind of run the risk of that playing baseball. You slide into first, you slide into second base. You're gonna you risk the fact of pull, tearing your ACL. We've seen it with Arnold Acuna going after a fly ball. I mean, injuries are going to happen in the game. Oh, a hundred percent. And I. Uh... Actually, when you just said that, another guy just came to mind. Who, he, But he got hurt in spring training, but nobody's been fussing about, well, spring training is just a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, Hoskins just got hurt, and he's out for the season. Who? Reese Hoskins. Yeah, Reese Hoskins. Man, that was horrible. I happened, yeah. to, be, I happened to see that play the other day. Man, that was, that was rough. That was like – people complain about the injuries with the world baseball classic let's be real i could go outside my house fall down my stairs and still hurt myself are you gonna yeah. out my stairs no you're not <laughs> you get hurt doing anything yeah i mean 
I can get hurt standing up, getting off this couch. I mean, I've done it. It's happened before, unfortunately. But, uh, but it. I mean, yeah, our bodies are not invisible. Our bodies are prone to injuries. So I don't know. I just the the whole injury thing. I mean, you need spring training. So yeah, spring training injuries are gonna happen. Um, I mean, the Braves just lost their closer to start the year to, you know, I think it was shoulder inflammation, Rossiel Iglesias. So you're oh. going to have these injuries. It, it, it just, it just depends on how well you adjust to it. Right. And I mean, the Edwin Diaz situation, I don't think the Mets saw that coming in a million years and their backup plan. I don't think they have, they've had a backup plan for it, but either way, I mean, you're going to, you can't blame the fact that Edwin Diaz played in the World Baseball Classic on the fact that his, you know, it ruins the Mets season or whatever. So, I don't know. These injuries are so – injuries happen all the time. You're, you're, it doesn't change the, the outcome. I mean, it's always a next man up mentality. But Ooh. overall, man, I – I was I, I've never seen that much passion in a World Baseball Classic. Me neither. I mean, the fans that were in Miami every night from different countries. I mean, mm. that's that's the most postseason atmosphere Lone Depot Park's probably ever had and probably ever will have. I don't know. I say that now. I probably just gave the Marlins a playoff run by saying that. Um, probably. We'll take care but, of that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But anyways. It was just, it was very exciting. Like seeing Eddie Rosario, you know, Eddie Rosario hit a two run homer and that place went nuts. Eddie Rosario went nuts. It brought me back to 2021, you know, against the Dodgers when Eddie was hitting those, it was everything Eddie hit turned to gold. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I was, I was very excited about it. Um, you know, it made me look forward to baseball season all around. And I don't know, man, I, I wish we could see it every year at this point. I mean, we see spring training games. This is a great way to get prepared for the season. I mean, we got to see Mike Trout. Like, again, I said earlier, Mike Trout in a postseason atmosphere or postseason-like atmosphere. Um, it, I don't know. I I don't hate it. I, I hate that what happened to Edwin Diaz. I don't hate it for the Braves because that's beneficial. To, not beneficial, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you hate it. I don't hate it for the Mets because I hate the Mets, but I hate it for Edwin Diaz because he's such a great player. Uh, for Reese Hoskins, but that was two separate situations. But anyways, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope we see it every year. And um, I think, I don't know, man. I, I think we're going to see a lot of, I, I, I think we saw a lot of what could potentially foreshadow the 2023 season i'm excited i'm excited to see eddie rosario back i'm excited to see acuna back 100 percent um you know i and i'm excited to see a lot like i'm excited to see if maybe now this situation with the like you got to see shohei and mike trout playing a championship game and go on a championship run is this going to potentially help the Angels out finally? Like, is this now seeing that both of their their two best players got to play 
on the world stage, could this lead to momentum in that Angels locker room? You know, like, could this, or is it going to make a difference? Is this going to benefit the Angels this year? Like, you know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but, you know, like, no, could we see the Angels take a step up because of what what we saw in the World Baseball Classic? You don't mind me uh, taking over for a sec. Go I ahead. honestly, I honestly, when it comes to like the whole Mike Trout, Shohei Otani deal, at yeah. the end of the day, you're still a team. Yeah. And uh, who the teammates were for Mike Trout, who the teammates for Shohei Otani were. For the U.S., it's some of the best players we have in Major League Baseball. Yep. In Japan, it's some of the best players in Japan. Yep. And some of them are in the major leagues now over here. Exactly. It all comes down to your teammates. I don't think the World Baseball Classic is going to have anything to do with how a, how a team made in major league baseball. I just don't think that. Yeah, and I, I see your point. I mean, yeah, I, I see your point in that. And I just, you know, I didn't know if – you know, this would build Shohei and Trout's confidence or not. Knowing that you have – you, I mean, that – at the end of the day, I, like, you, like you said, it's a team sport and there's a lot of issues beyond Trout and Shohei in that Angels organization. As a matter of fact, they are not the issue in that organization. They are what has been carrying the weight of that organization the last few years. And in a few, in a few days, me, you, and Jose are really going to go over – our season preview, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, um, but yeah, man, I there were some players that I saw that I that I knew of, and there were some players that you know I didn't really know about, like that pitcher from Canada having to make his first appearance on the big stage against that U.S. lineup, that left-handed pitcher, nineteen years mm-hmm. old. You talk about pressure, man. There were. I forget his name. His name is slipping my mind right now. I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, but, man, you got to see some interesting situations play out. Um, Definitely. And uh, while you're looking him up, the World Baseball Classic, another reason why I like it, and I should have said this a few minutes ago, I like the teams that it can produce. And I also right. like seeing it's like Otani and Trout where they play together. You never see them go against each other. Right. This is a cool opportunity to see them go up against each other and see what they're made of. And with Otani and Trout, we saw what they could do. At bat, every pitch, you were on your toes. Yeah. And, and uh, the kind of what the World Baseball Classic reminds me of is, like, if you're playing uh, MLB The Show and you get the best players and make a super team. Right. Kind of what it reminds me of. Exactly. If you're playing on a no budget, because you don't, I mean, in this, in this thing, in this tournament, there was no budget. You weren't a general manager. I had to worry about, are we going to go over the, the, right. the tax threshold and all that nonsense that has come about in baseball. You didn't have to worry about that. You can stack your team to the way you wanted it to be that the way you wanted it to be produced. And I'm still trying to pull up this guy's name. Because it is not, my phone is not cooperating with me, but his last name is Brat. But anyway, I'm sorry. When you said no budget, I thought where you were talking about Great Britain's uniforms. Oh my gosh, 
Let's talk about. Oh my God, those were awful. Those were just awful. Those. But, I I could I swear those were put through a printer. You put the font on it, put it to about a I don't know about sixteen, and then just put it on a shirt and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, the the print of those letters. Gosh, that was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I mean, and I have I have some friends that are from the UK, and so I promise not to bash their country too much there. But my gosh, is that the y'all need to find some better graphic designers out there because you're on I'm the world's the biggest. Do what? I'm bashing. I'm bashing the uniform. Right. I mean, they need to. Golly, the the design of that jersey was awful. I know some friends that are graphic designers that have created stuff for me in the past that were much better than what we saw on the uh, on, on the Great Britain uniforms. Those were horrible. I'm sorry, horrible. But I mean, other uniform. We talk about uniforms. There were there were so many good uniforms, but then you see that one, and it's just like, where did they go, Dollar General, to get all those out the <laughs> get those uniforms? Like, man, those were pathetic. But I mean, they happened to get a win against. I think it was Canada on a team where. Only player, I think the only MLB player on that team was um, Thompson. Tristan Thompson? Is it not Tristan? Is that his name? Trace Thompson uh, from the Dodgers. I think he was the only player. That, no, um, they didn't win. They didn't win against Canada. As a matter of fact, they won against Colombia. That's what it was. They won a game. I know they won a game because that's what caught, allowed them to. Uh, qualify for 2026 i just i couldn't remember who it was that they beat yeah they got killed by canada i'm, I'm going back and looking at some of the scores but um i want to know who me after who scares me the most like the potential the who? one player potential randy orosanate orosan reina oh my gosh dude that dude went off in the world baseball too. He is a clutch player. He is – if Tampa Bay – if Tampa Bay has one of those seasons where they're – somehow it doesn't make sense that they're the best team in the American League, which has been – what happened in 2020 and 2021. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into a season preview here in a few days. I can't wait to jump into it, honestly. It's the show I'm most excited about. But, man, yeah, let's talk about that dude for a second. This is a guy that you don't really hear a lot about during the regular season, but anytime the big, anytime he's on the big stage, this dude just goes off. Mm. And I mean, we saw it in the World Baseball Classic. We've seen it in the postseason before. This dude is just all around, like you said, a clutch player. And we're going to, like I said, I'm going to mention Randy Rosarina in a few episodes or in the, in the preview episode where I'm going to talk about him a lot. Spoiler alert. But man, yeah, holy freaking cow. That dude, how many home runs did he hit in the World Baseball Classic? Five, uh, six, four? Yeah, I think it was four. If I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I think it was four. It's insane. It was insane. It was, I mean, he, he carried that Mex, that, he carried Team Mexico. And unfortunately, he carried Team Mexico. He's what cost the U.S. the championship in that pool. Or yeah. to be the best. Because 
literally, I go back and look back at that game. It was played March 12th. Mexico beat us 11 to 5. Randy Arozarena went 3 for 5 in that game. With well, he didn't hit a home run in that game surprisingly. But with an he had a few doubles. Ball, he had, he had, he had two doubles in that game which produced two RBIs. Scored three runs. I mean, gosh, this dude is unbelievable when it comes to the big stage, but man, if he's if he's able to carry that into the season, he's a big part of that Rays team. And I think the Rays are going to be very good if he carries that into the into the season. Because you got to think about this. And we're, like I said, we're going to preview every division. or We're going to preview all these teams here in a few days. But you've got the Blue Jays who have, of course, Vladdy Jr. And, you know... Biggio, Bichette, Springer, all those guys, Matt Chapman. You've got the Rays, who on paper don't look like a very good team. But they're always good. They're always there. And now you're going to add, if this guy is at the top of his game this year, you're going to add a very dangerous Rays team. And you've got you've got the Yankees, who are always there, at least. Hey, you know, they're not – never now. Don't spoil into the next show now. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. The the AL East. I'm saying the AL East is my hardest division. Is the hardest I, I, division I've had to pick, and I'm still a few days out from the recording. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still struggling to pick that that division. But anyways, we'll get into that in a few days. But yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Randy Rosarina this year and what he can do. And man, he I underestimated that Mex that Mexico team. I really did. I didn't think they would be as good as they were. And it took me about two days to quickly realize that team was legit and yeah. go going to be a very good team and possibly a championship contender to the point where I was hoping they would beat Japan so that we could try to get redemption on them. But, you know. At the end of the day, we wouldn't have gotten to see the Trout Otani matchup that everybody was craving to see. So at the end of the day, it's like somebody said, America lost in that battle, but baseball won. And all the fans won. And I hope that we continue to see things like this play out because we never get to see some of these matchups that we crave. And we never get to see some of these teams that were just like, if you could create that one super team, who would it be? And this gave us that opportunity to see that. And so for me, I loved the World Baseball Classic. It brought us extra baseball. And now we get to step in in a few days and strap in because 162 games are on their way. And it is going to be a lot of ups and downs. It's going to be a lot of fun. And in a few days, we're going to have our MLB preview show but tonight we wanted to drop a World Baseball Classic recap. And boy, was it a fun. And boy, are we looking forward to the 2023 season. Next That's episode, real. we are bringing you our previews. We are bringing you our predictions. Strap in because this is the time where I get frisky with my picks. So anyways, <laughs> this has been another episode of Touch Em All. We'll have Jose back on the next show, ready to drop some of his fearless predictions as well. 
and we hope that Josh is able to bring on some fearless predictions for his first ever prediction show. I think I, I have a lot of confidence in Josh that he's going to bring us some different predictions than we expect. But anyways, everyone have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the channel at Armchair Banter. Follow us on Facebook. And Josh doesn't have Twitter, so I can't promote his Twitter. But you can follow me at Hayden McDaniel 9 if you if you desire for more content. And, uh, yeah, this has been another episode of Touch Em All. Everyone have a great night.